I'm going to read to you from Exodus 29, verse number 5. Exodus 29, verse number 5. And this is the command God gave to Moses. Then you shall take the garments, put the tunic on Aaron, that was the designated new high priest of Israel, and the robe of the ephod, the ephod and the breastplate, and gird him with the intricately woven band of the ephod. You shall put the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. Then you shall take the anointing oil, pour it on his head, and anoint him. Then you shall bring his sons and put tunics on them, and you shall gird them with sashes, Aaron and his sons, and put the hats on them. The priesthood shall be theirs for a perpetual statute. So you shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. Father, thank you. Your word is alive. It's quick. It's powerful. It's transformational. Holy Spirit, I pray you will take these truths that are depicted like pictures for us in under Old Testament and make them living realities as the template of the New Testament and old come together. And we see that what happened then is to happen today for all of us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It goes on to say in that same chapter, later on in verse 29, And the holy garments of Aaron shall be his sons after him, to be anointed in them, and to be consecrated in them. That son who becomes priest in his place shall put them on for seven days, when he enters the tabernacle of meeting, to minister in the holy place. Aaron went on to have a phenomenal and great ministry in the nation of Israel as their very first high priest. As he nears the end of his life, decades later, as the first high priest is passing and getting ready to transfer and transition from his earthly role to his new heavenly role, Moses takes him up to a mountain for that experience to take place, for Aaron to pass. And God gives us this further insight in Numbers 20 and verse 28. Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar, his son. And Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. And a new journey of priesthood began. The same garment Aaron wore as high priest for the nation of Israel, God said, I want his sons to wear the exact same garment. They had their own tunics, but there was one garment they were to share. It was constructed with very specific instructions in detail. And Aaron was to wear it. And when he passed, his sons were to wear it. You see, family legacy, passing along the family garment of faith. There's nothing more complicated than family life. (laughs) But God designed families to be the conduit of his divine revelation to the human race. And that's why when you read these continual lineages in the book of Leviticus and you wonder in Numbers and you wonder why in the world are all these names in here? What's the point of this? God is showing how his righteous strain of legacy moves through entire generations of families until they bring us to this present day that God continues to pass his truth from one generation to the next. God's plan on earth is to be revealed through families as he designed them. And he made them a specific way so that his truth could be revealed. 
And no matter what anybody wants to talk about or courts decide, God's family, as he designed it, is still the family that God designed. There are challenges with families. There can be trouble in families. There are crises in families. There can be hurt in families. But God's plan for the human race, family, as he designed it. And family requires attention and work. And it's in the context, even the restraint of family, that God desires we learn to bear fruit, become unselfish, learn to love, and learn to give because the constraint of family causes us to have to dig down deep for that new nature and allow that to take control. And there are complications. One has to think of others in the decision-making process in family. The greatest challenge, parenting, and becoming responsible to raise a family, staying with it, not quitting, persisting, and watching God's blessings begin to unfold in and through your family. Yeah, there are seasons when things go very smoothly and joyfully, and they're very rewarding, but not every day looks like that in family because there are circumstances that arise and challenge the unity of the family, the stability of the family, because there is an enemy that will target your family. And the reason God designed the family unit as the recipient of his blessing. Family will provide you with life's greatest joys and at times, life's deepest sorrows. I'm here under orders from the Lord to proclaim blessing over your families. He said, if I proclaim it in faith, even though families are struggling and they're going through difficulty, he will put a blessing on your family that will not leave you. You're in the right place at the right time listening to a word from the Lord. Moses, take your brother Aaron and his sons and anoint them for service. Aaron and his sons. God was calling this family. And he's placing a special anointing on this family. And God said, there's something different about this family. He said, make sure their garments are distinct. I want everybody to see. I want it to be a visual picture. I want everybody in Israel to know this family is different. They're not like all others. They are a unique family. I have special purpose for them because they are in the lineage of the royal priesthood. Now watch how this translates into the new covenant. Going from one individual and one family to all who name the name of Jesus. But you, the church, are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So for the whole world to see now, you are the picture. No longer Aaron and the lineage of the priesthood of Israel. You are the picture for the world to observe. We are a royal priesthood. All believers who follow Christ are a royal priesthood. Our families are in the direct lineage of the royal priesthood. And we are to be different, not like all other families in the culture. A peculiar people, called of God, a holy nation of people, a people with standards that have been raised 
from old and new covenant times a bar that we are not to lower. Therefore, we are not like other families. We're not trying to raise our families to be like everyone else's family in the culture. Your family is not like every other family if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. You have a priesthood family. And what kind of garment are you passing to the next generation? If Aaron the high priest had a garment to pass on to his sons, what kind of garment are you passing to the next generation? Because we will only pass to our children what we wear, not what we profess. I can say Jesus is the priority, but if my family rarely sees me wearing that garment, only when I do make it to church and rarely wear it Monday through Saturday, then I will not pass what I taught. I will pass what I wear. Notice the garment of Aaron, what he wore, was the garment he passed to his sons, his children. And I can say the word of God is my guide. I can show up for a church service now and then. I can attempt to make myself, as many have, a cultural Christian. (laughs) The only part of that I will pass is what I actually wear. It's so important to wear the garment well, and as Jesus required it, not as we see it or want it. It's as Jesus requires, I wear this garment. Wear the garment of faith, but don't stop there. Wear the garment of our faith and consecration to God. Because the same garment we wear is the garment our children will wear and our children's children will wear. What does that garment look like? The garment of praise you wear, your children will wear. You teach your kids how to throw a baseball. That's great. You teach your kids how to make a jump shot. That's great. You teach your children how to kick a soccer ball. That's great. You teach them how to swing a golf club, how to hunt, how to fish, proper safety and use of weapons. All great. In the same way, your children will wear the garment of praise you model for them. They watch you in the good times. They watch you in the bad times. They watch you in your commitment to God's house. They watch you when you come to church. Are you engaging the presence of God? Are you a person who loves to be in the presence of the Lord collectively with his people? Are you ingesting God's word? Are you growing? Are you being discipled and being mentored? Are you eager and hungry to learn? Do you worship Do you serve in any capacity? Are you putting God first in tithing? The truth is this. We have a garment of praise. Put it on. The only garment your children will wear is the one you wear. And it does not start with them. It starts with us. Dad, mom, put on the garment of praise and wear that garment well. So watch. David said, Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. We are to transfer the garment of praise and service from one generation to another. And if you don't show up and serve and worship, neither will your children. If your children rather listen to questionable music on their MP3 devices, perhaps it's because that's the kind of stuff you listen to. 
If you create the right garment, the garment will be transferred to the next generation. Every dad ought to model service and worship. Every mom ought to model serving and worship. Grandparents, why have you retired from serving and worshiping? Your grandchildren are looking at your life. This has nothing to do with preference, nothing to do with style. It has to do with biblical instructions. This is what God's told us to do. We are to praise him from one generation to another generation. And the only way that garment is constructed, someone in the family has taken and put it on. And God says, if you will put it on, I'll see to it by my grace, your children will worship God. And when all hell breaks loose, they'll have an anchor of their soul. This is something learned. It's transferred from one generation to another. And no one should ever sit on their hands in a service like this. God's been too good to you to be silent and not praise the Lord. I will wear the garment of praise. How about you, Calvary Christian Center? As a child, it was modeled for me by my parents. I can still close my eyes and turn my head and look down an aisle and see my dad and mom with their hands lifted, worshiping, and tears streaming down their faces as they love being in the presence of God. Serving is also praise and worship and being willing to say, I'll roll up my sleeves, I'll help where I can. It's not just sitting there like this. It's also, what can I do in the body of Christ? Dad and mom, we must wear the garment of faith. Paul wrote to Timothy, I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. Son in ministry, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. His grandmother put on the garment of faith. That garment was transferred through the trials and the troubles of life that she waded through and went into her daughter. She wore the same garment of faith and believed that God could do anything. God can heal any disease, can set anybody free. He can move the mountain, kill the giant, bring the wall down, part the Red Sea. Believed that God could do that. Faith that overcomes was on your grandmother and on your mother, and now she raised you to wear the same garment of faith. That garment of faith is on the single mother raising her children. The garment of faith that Timothy wore was on his mother and grandmother. She didn't have the help of a husband or a father, but she had the help of God when she raised Timothy And God gave that garment through your grandmother, and now it's resting on you. Calvary, we transfer the garment of faith. Do your children have faith to pray when sickness, trouble, or bad news strikes? Do they fall to pieces? Do they run to every secular source to attempt to find solace and peace? Their first reaction should be to pray, to cry out to God, to fast, because they've been modeled that in their home. This is spiritual DNA that is transferred from one generation to another. And you know, it's all wonderful that you can go on to these websites and 
You can give them samples of your DNA and they can trace all of your ancestry and tell you where your roots are. That's great. It's wonderful that you can find that. But what's more important than that is our spiritual DNA, who we are connected to spiritually. Wear this garment, the spiritual garment DNA, well. Aaron's generation was called to wear their garments well. And they were held to a standard They had to wear those garments well. It's the exact garment we're asked to wear today. It's what your children will wear. The call of the Spirit was to the sons of Aaron. Next generation. Don't just admire the garment your dad has worn and then eulogize him at his funeral. Wear your dad's garment. Don't just admire the faith of your grandparents. Wear their garment. The garment was not constructed only for them. It was intended for you to wear. You are to know the same God, have the same faith in Christ. That garment was made for you and it was bestowed on your grandparents and your parents before you intending that you would wear it. Someone in your family wore that garment. Don't just admire it. You are called from childhood through teens into adulthood. You are called to put on the same garment of consecration and holy living and worship and service and faith. And it's not a new and improved garment. Because God's word stands eternal. He does not change nor does his word. They are still holy garments. Those of the unchangeable word of God. And the garments were sewn together with you in mind as well when they were being placed. The garment of fasting and prayer still wears well in our generation. The garment of holy living was constructed with you in mind. Well, pastor, times have changed, you know. And Dad and mom, they were close to God and they lived right. But that was then and that was for them. The garments were designed for you in this generation. It doesn't matter what other people are doing or how other people or families think. How others say, well, it's okay if we do that. That doesn't matter. You need to wear the same garments of faith of those who came before you because God's word, God's bar, God's standard has not deviated because the times have changed. They are the same for you, the same standards. My parents gave me garments that were holy. They passed to me garments that were anointed. And where is the anointing in your family? Where, well, listen, I know we have everything down to our intellectual understanding today. And we've got churches all around us today. Each service is timed down to the minute. And there's no room for any altar. There's no room for any tarrying or waiting. Many new things are good. But it still takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There is something about the anointed garment that is desperately needed. It's not just for a previous generation. It's for our generation. There's a garment of holy living. There's a garment of sacrifice. It will call you in your childhood or in your teens to put it on. There's a garment of sexual purity. You are reserving sexual intimacy for marriage to your covenant partner. Anything less than that 
is lowering God's standard. That's a hard bar, Pastor. Yep, others have done it, and God's grace will empower you to do it. You can do it as well as anybody else can. And the enemy says, this is not for this day. You don't want to live like that. You don't have to live like that. There's no consequence for that. There always are consequences. Always. Well, I don't have any. They will show up. They always do. The truth is what I want to hear. Not the enemy's lie. The truth is the calling of God is for every generation. It's equally given to us as it was given to Aaron. Be part of the sacrifice. Be part of the service. What, what those did before us, we are to do. Be part of the service. Be a part of the sacrifice. Be in the continuum. So when God continues to write the history of generations as he's done in Holy Writ, our names will be included in that godly lineage. Wear the same sacrifice. Wear the same purity. The same abstinence from certain lifestyles. Because we are not of this culture. We are of the kingdom of Jesus. Wear the garment of supernatural anointing and miracles. They are well fitted for this generation. Miracles still happen. Those garments are looking for a student. An individual who will say, God hasn't changed. And put them on and wear them. And if there were miracles previously, we still need those miracles today. Holy Spirit, anoint us. A generational perpetuation of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because here's how God worded it. The holy garments of Aaron shall be his sons, plural, after him. To be what? Anointed in them. A dual responsibility. Dads and moms, sons and daughters. You've had parents who lived right. Not perfect. None of us are, but you know they serve God. They taught you well. You were brought to church. And I say to sons and daughters, you're living because of the godliness of your family. You're living in houses you did not build. You're drinking from wells you did not dig. You're eating from vineyards you did not plant. God's calling you to wear these garments well. Has your son, your daughter received the garments of praise and of faith and of anointing and sacrifice and service? Are they believing? Are they spiritual? Are they carnal except when they come to church? Then they try to put the garment back on and then they take it off later. It's not adequate to profess it. The only thing we transfer is what we wear. So instead of saying to parents only, exclusively, well, lay your hands on your children and pray for them. I'm seeing some parents today that need their children to lay their hands on their parents and pray for them. We have no clue sometimes what parents face. No idea of the times that your parents felt like quitting feeling like they failed or were inadequate or unsure of what to do. It's more than dads and moms wearing the garments. If the children also 
put on these garments, then strength is multiplied and they pick one another up because now you've got lineage and strength and you've got everyone standing together in family with those garments serving the same God the same way and there's multiplied strength of faith speaking healing and health to one another blessing your children and them blessing you back praying for their health children for parents parents for children God has promised a generational anointing that will outlive us it was time for Aaron to pass God told Moses take Aaron and his son Eleazar up to the mountain and they climbed and God said take the garment off of Aaron who was passing place it on his son and Aaron went on to be with the Lord but his son had the garment of praise of faith, of consecration of holy anointing of service like his father before him and what's amazing is, is that's how we're to live our lives. And he would now have to stand up before the people and say, this is what's been passed to me. And this is the bar with which we reach and strive to attain for all of us the same. And Israel, this is the standard by which we are going to live because God has given us his law and his truth and his love and his mercy. And we are to step up to this bar. And so when you are facing in the culture we're living in today, the same temptations from the adversaries who tell you, oh, lower the bar. You don't have to live like that any longer. When you're being tempted and seduced to, to, to take off your garment, to lower the bar, to go and betray what your dad and mom and grandparents gave to you, let me illustrate it. Never. I'll never turn to the dark side. You failed, your highness. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. That's the resolve. Every one of us who have true faith in the one and only living God should stand. That's how we should stand in this present generation. A garment of consecration. Not just my garment. There's more than me. There has been much prayer and fasting that went into the garments I've inherited. This garment has been through trials and tribulations, pressures unimaginable, but their faith stood strong. And that's the garment, listen, that we're to wear, the garments that have been handed to us. These garments I'm wearing resisted temptation. They lived through a perverse generation. And now you in the next generation are charged with putting on the same garment and standing by faith in that garment. And God, we want our children to wear holy garments, anointed garments, consecrated garments. Because those who came before me paid a price. And they're looking over the balconies of heaven at me, saying, you need to run this race well. When I've, when I've fallen or stumbled or scraped, Get yourself up, put that garment on, and keep running this race. Today it's been planted in my spirit that God will anoint families. Before this day is over, he'll bring impartation into our families, that our families would be blessed, that our families would be anointed. 
Amen. That our families would be consecrated to him. And in doing so, we boldly proclaim our families belong to the Lord. Our children, our children's children received the garment. We've started and begun here today. And if you've got a child away from God, I pray this prayer. Father, let them miss what they used to have. Let them miss what they used to sense. Let them miss the holy garments of anointing and power and consecration. The devil won't have our families. No, you have failed. He cannot have our children. We have the right garments on and no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Put on the garment of praise because the one you wear is the one that you get to pass on. Put on the garment of faith because it can be transferred from grandparents to their children and their children's children. Then it goes through the generations in our families. Put on the garment of anointing. Know the Holy Spirit. Seek his presence. Seek to be baptized and filled by his goodness. Be here tonight. Miracles and supernatural because it wears well in this generation. Put on the power of the Spirit. Because if I wear it, my children will wear it. They will be filled with the Holy Spirit. We cannot lose that garment. Today, God desires to bless your family. And I'm here to declare the enemy will not win in your family. It's not just you fighting. It's generations of prayer, anointing, fasting, consecration. Or you and I wouldn't be here today. I believe marriages will be restored. Families will worship God in legacy. I believe it's God's intent as he wraps up his time allotment with the human race to restore before Jesus returns. And the Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts and the hopping locusts and the stripping locusts and the cutting locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Why did he do that? Because they took their garments off. Because they let them drop to the ground. And they went scurrying after the ways of those who were godless. And they began to practice their way. And when the consequences began to build up, then they went looking for those garments again. And when they pulled them back on and humbled themselves and sought the Lord and called out for mercy, he said, once again, you will have all the food you want and you will praise the Lord your God who does these miracles for you. And never again will my people be disgraced. Thank the Lord. Come on. Thank the Lord. Amen. Thank him for his faithfulness. Someone in your family began the garment of praise, faith, anointing, service in your family. And when you close your eyes for a moment, you can see their face. God intended it that way. A face comes to mind. You see, when Elijah was raptured in that fiery chariot, He said he took his garment and threw it down to Elisha. Anytime 
God takes someone to heaven, a garment is falling. And Elisha took up that garment, that mantle, and did the same miracles, double. And the face you just saw, they have dropped their mantle for you. Reach up and grab it as yours. And God will also bless you with what they possessed and give you that and more than they had, including victory and salvation and healing and deliverance and power through your struggles because this is the God I serve, a God of family legacy and generation. Here's what I'd like everybody to do. I'm going to close a few minutes early so we can stand and give thanks to God. Let's do that. Let's stand and give thanks to God for legacy. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me here to this place today. Thank you, Father. I'm here in life, in time, because somebody before me wore a garment that they passed to me. And I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm honored. Help me not to drop it. Help me not to fail, Father, to wear it in godly character and live up to what you called me to because we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. That's who we are. We're not here by accident. We are chosen for this generation. God's own peculiar people to show forth his praises and his glory. Thank you, Lord. Let the world see us and see the garments we wear clearly. If your family members are here, anywhere in the room and you're here, all family members kind of huddle together. If you have to get up and move around the room a little, do it. And if, if you're here and you, your members of your family are in the same room and you're not seated together, get near, get near your family members. Just get near them. Just get next to them next to your family. Get next to your family. Get next to your family. If you don't have a biological family, maybe somebody you're close to in the Lord is your spiritual family. Go go huddle with them. Say, I want to be a part. I, I just need to be a part of you. If you don't have children here, grandchildren or grandparents, then huddle with your spouse close to her, or him, your sister in the Lord, your brother in the Lord. And I want, I want you to start praying for each other as a family. Do that right now. Start praying for one another right now. In the name of Jesus, and children, if you're biologically, your parents are here and you're next to them, pray for your parents. Don't just ask your parents to pray for you. Pray for your parents. You have no idea some days what they have to deal with. Your dad and mom left garments for you. Thank the Lord. I was left garments. I got the privilege of putting those on and wearing them and the privilege of giving them to my children and in turn to my children's children. And thank the Lord we get to wear these garments. Praise God for our family. Praise God for our lineage. Praise God for what's been handed to us. 
Thank the Lord for his goodness and his mercy. If you're discouraged, pray for one another. Let your children pray for you if you're discouraged. If they're discouraged, pray for them. Pray for one another and your family that this standard will be upheld. Stand strong, unflinching, and holy boldness. And that bar will not get lowered, but remain high. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. We praise you, Master. You're good to us. Thank you, Jesus. Don't let go of what God gave you. You know how much it was treasured in Israel? For that family to put on those garments like no one else in Israel got to wear. No other tribe, no other individual ever got to wear the garment of the priests. None of them ever got to wear the garment of the high priest. Only those designated. And you know, at times I'm sure there were people who thought, man, I wish I could wear that. I wish I were worthy of that. Well, you are. And Christ has made you worthy. You are his royal priesthood. You are his holy nation. You get the privilege of wearing it. And that should bring some excitement in us and saying, dear God, you've blessed me with something I haven't earned. I don't deserve. I get to wear this just because you called me. Thank you, Lord. I bless you for that. Eyes closed for just a couple more moments. Please just hold steady. Eyes closed.